Some people are so dumb they don't deserve the job they have. Soccer Weekly brought to you by Buffalo Wild Wings, Wings Beer Sports. Watch all the games at Buffalo Wild Wings. Episode 18. And I'm your host, Dave Denholm. You can hit me up at Talk Soccer. Follow along there. Tweet the show. I'll read the best ones. Keep it clean, people. England manager. Not anymore. Sam Allardyce. Wah, wah. Resigned after he was caught in a scandal. The Daily Telegraph over in the UK caught Allardyce on tape. Journalists were posing as reps for a Far East business consortium, and Sam had been advising them how to get around some FA rules on transfers. Caught on tape. Ouch. So Allardyce, after less than 70 days on the job, resigns. You know what? They should have fired him for being stupid. Come on, Sam. What are you doing? Now, look, everybody, uh, half the people scream about, oh, he got set up. They didn't force him. They didn't coerce him. Yeah, it's it's a sting operation, in essence, by some journalists. A lot of people, though, over the pond who are, are concerned with corruption in the F.A. were applauding the newspaper for doing it, the Daily Telegraph. But you should be fired for being stupid. What are you doing for pennies, essentially? Really, you're losing the job of a lifetime. What's the point? Just not smart. Utterly not uh, not bright there, Sam. You deserve to go. Now, here's the thing that I take out of it. And I'm speaking right at one of the locals, Bruce Arena. Bruce, I know you're probably in your car listening right now like you do every week. You listen good, Bruce. I never want to hear Bruce Arena or any manager here in the United States say how tough they have it with the media anymore. You can't use that line anymore. It never was appropriate, but now even more so after what happened to England manager Sam Allardyce. Gone after, what, 67 days. Yikes. See ya. Goodbye. Hit me up on Twitter. Your thoughts, at Talk Soccer. We're hanging out with you, breaking down and working up the minutia that is the world of football. And what a hire in MLS. This is big news, and I really want to break this down. This is this – is you had to start with the Allardyce story because it's just so bizarre. And who knows? Maybe they'll take Jurgen Klinsmann off our hands. Finally. Come on! Klinsmann, according to ESPN FC, check that out at ESPN FC, saying uh, – essentially denying he has any interest. In the English job. Stop that, Jurgen. Rethink it, brother. Go. Go challenge yourself. Come on, England. Come on, FA. Hire our man, Jurgen Klinsman, away. Oh, did I just rhyme that? Oh, that's so bad. But a great hiring for a manager in MLS this week, just days ago. Tata Martino. Yeah, that Tata Martino. Hired by Atlanta United in MLS. This is a guy who has managed Argentina, Barcelona, Paraguay, to name a few, just to name a couple. The, the Argentina, I mean, that is unbelievable, that hire. Tata Martino is one of the best coaches in the world, quite simply. He just is. He absolutely just is. And that is a great hire from Atlanta United. Martino, 
we talked about the resume. I love what he tries to do on the pitch. Push up high. Press your opponents almost unrelentingly. And he just gets up the field with as many people as he can. Essentially, Martino barely plays with three defenders. Let's put it that way. Barely. It's a great style. Now, Atlanta United's going to be an expansion team coming up in 2017. You know, I look, they're going to they're going to have their growing pains even with his style, even as great a manager as he is because he's trying to incorporate an interesting style. But they're showing some real ambition with this hire. They've been committed to youth development now for a few years, which as we've discussed here at Soccer Weekly is vital. Atlanta United is doing things right, and I was worried about that organization and franchise. But you know what it opens up? If Tata Martino has some success and is around for a few years, you know who would just be very interesting if he could bring him over towards the end of this person's career? Yeah, you know who I'm going to say. I'll whisper it because we don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves. Messi. Argentine great. World's best. Yeah, everybody just whisper it, Messi. I'm just throwing it out there. I'm not saying, I'm just saying. And uh, somebody on Twitter hit me up with that earlier in the week. And his uh, name escapes me. Jacob just tweeted in about Sam Allardyce. That's what they get for hiring a guy who chose to coach Sunderland. (laughs) Oh, that's good stuff. Hit me up on Twitter, at Talk Soccer, if you want to share your thoughts on anything and everything we do here at Soccer Weekly. Brought to you by Buffalo Wild Wings, Wings Beer Sports. You can watch all the games at Buffalo Wild Wings. They're big fans of this show and of the beautiful game, and we love them for it. Speaking of the beautiful game, got to see a lot of beautiful games in my coverage of the Champions League. Match day two the past couple of days, including today, over at Fox. Big performances over the last couple of days in group play. What was your favorite match? I have mine. What was your favorite Champions League match over the last couple of days? Hit me up on Twitter, at Talk Soccer. My favorite was a big performance. And it's not even a team that I really love. And it seems like, no kidding, Arsenal. A commanding performance against FC Basel at home. Now, you you would say, yes, Den home, of course. Why wouldn't they at the Emirates destroy Basel? Basel's pretty darn good, for one thing. They're tricky and they're pesky. No, the Swiss Super League is not great. It isn't. But Basel is dominant in that league, and they're not afraid to go punch people in the nose at the higher levels. Now, they don't have the talent of Arsenal, no. But Arsenal, this is the kind of game where they would normally kind of be worried about and make you worry about it. No, not not today. They just ran over Basel 2-0 and looked very good doing it. Impressive performance by Theo Walcott and the entire team, really. The defense, everybody. Good win. Great win for Barcelona. Now you would say, again, Denholm, it's Barcelona. Yeah, well, they go into Germany at Borussia Mönchengladbach. Fall down a goal, a beautiful goal for Mönchengladbach in that game. And come back to get the 2-1 win without Lionel Messi, who was out injured. That's a great win. Outstanding win. I don't, look... Yes, Barcelona is supposed to be the favorite in every game they play. So what? You got to go do it. Leicester with a 1-0 win over Porto. A good win there. Dortmund battling Real Madrid on Tuesday. Christian Pulisic came in and was a big factor in the second goal for Dortmund that tied that game with Real Madrid. 2-2. That was a stunning, a stunning game. 
And then the game of games. Not that it was my favorite necessarily, but what a performance by Celtic and Man City. Back and forth, this was like a great title fight. Not between heavyweights who somebody's going to knock the other one out in the second round. This was a title fight of the middleweights. This one went to distance. This was two great fighters just slugging it back and forth. Didn't matter who was the favorite coming in. Didn't matter who was the underdog who wasn't expected much out of. No, they just punched each other for 90-plus minutes. Celtic 3, Man City 3. If you haven't watched, you should watch a replay of that game. It was so good. Celtic grabbed the lead three different times at home. And Man City came back and said, no, we're, get, we're scoring a goal. And beautiful goals. Some ugly, some beautiful, but they're all beautiful, right? I got to tell you a story. When I first started over at Fox, I got absolutely laughed out of the building when I uh, tried to come up with a tagline doing play-by-play. I can't believe I'm about to tell you this story. But I wanted to come up with like a line, not like, go, you know, that's, uh, I mean, come on, that's been done uh, to much better effect than I can do it. And I didn't want to come up with some other line. There were a few lines out there. And I've tried to force this line. This is years ago. And I somebody scored a goal as I was doing play-by-play, and I said, that was a beautiful goal because a goal is a beautiful thing. And I got destroyed for that by my coworkers for a couple seasons, really. <laughs> so you live and learn when you're uh, just starting in a new sport doing play-by-play. Not that I hadn't done play-by-play for other sports before, but, yeah, sometimes they feed it to you. But that's all right. I love the game, and they're all beautiful goals to me. All six of them were beautiful in the Celtic-Man City game. That was a magnificent game. Check it out. Now, we go from a magnificent game to a completely, utterly awful awful game one of the worst most dreadful performances i have seen in a long long time i'll let you marinate on who it might be coming up here on soccer weekly brought to you by buffalo wild wings i'm dave denholm here on espn la Robert tweets in at Talk Soccer. That's me. Follow me there. Tweet the show. Should Celtic be disappointed they took the lead three times and gave it up three times at home? Yeah, on one level, absolutely, Robert. But it was Man City who was coming in hungry. And that was just that kind of game. Sometimes you're going to give up goals. It's not a great result for Celtic, but it's it's a good performance on the whole. Yeah, they gave up leads, and that's not great, but good. Still a, a, an encouraging performance for Celtic. Yanks call it soccer, tweets in, at Talk Soccer. Didn't you used to say, boom, goes the dynamite? Stop! That was not me! <laughs> uh, that was not me! Not me! That was dirty. That was dirty pool right there. Hit me up on Twitter, at Talk Soccer. No. A goal is a beautiful thing. That's where I was going. That is a beautiful goal because a goal is a beautiful thing. You know what was the worst game I've seen in a long time? My LA Galaxy against Seattle Sounders at home over the weekend, and it was awful. A 4-2 loss, and it might as well have been 8-1. might as well have been 10-1. Serious holes in the center of the park for my team. Do you remember the day... As a Galaxy fan, when we used to ping the ball around the pitch and just own it, 
Remember when we used to just absolutely dominate possession, not only in dangerous spots, but all the way back to our keeper, but all the way forward, all around the pitch, just pinging it around, zinging passes to each other. Do you remember those days? Yeah, me neither. Barely. I know I'm getting old and my memory's fading, but barely I remember that. Just dreadful. We need some offensive spark. And that's not to say we don't have talent. I know we've had some injuries. I get all that. Excuses, excuses, right? I'm not even saying this team can't still turn it around, win the cup, do what they got to do. We've seen it happen with them. I'm not saying they don't have the talent to do that. I'm not saying they don't have the drive to do it. I'm not saying they don't want it. But this is one of the most lackluster seasons I've seen in a long time. Not bad. Not horrific. Not awful. Not like, oh, this season, I can't wait till it's over. It's just lackluster. And that ain't good enough. We need some grit and bite offensively in the middle of the park. Sorry, Jeff Laurentowitz. Sorry, Bajo Husinich. I'm not picking on them individually. They're bench players, realistically, and they've had to been thrust into the perform, you know, into the performing, and they're doing all right. But they don't fit for what I'm talking about. Getting forward, pinging the ball around, finding open space. We're not doing enough of it. And even when we do, we're not finishing. It's just, it's just okay right now, and that is not enough. And if I got to be the one to call them out every week, so be it. But that was a dreadful performance. Dreadful. Wow, Gino coming off on uh, Twitter here with an interesting question. Hey, Dave, do you think your old partner, Nui New Dog Scruggs, is into soccer? Wow, Gino, you're going back a ways. You're going back almost a couple of decades, brother. But I happen to talk to Nui a lot. We now work at another place, often together. And he isn't not into it. Let's put it that way. New Dog will always tell you he played goal, goalkeeper back in the day and doesn't hate soccer by any means. He follows it. You know, he's fine. I'm sure he's a big listener to this show, Soccer Weekly, brought to you by Buffalo Wild Wings, Wings Beer Sports. You can watch all the games at Buffalo Wild Wings. No question about that. Who isn't a fan of this show, right? I mean, it's not just great soccer talk. It's great sports talk radio. And you know what makes this show so great? Do you have an idea what makes this show great? No, not me, of course. I mean, come on. I'm not trying to write. You know what makes it great, Mario, is the Toluca Pachuca update every week. I am getting so many people telling me they love this thing, Mario, by the way. <laughs> oh, and what an update I have for you. Ole, ole, ole. Copa MX, round of 16, just finished. Like 15 minutes ago, Toluca 4, Leon 3. We are through, past the round of 16, Fernando Uribe with two goals. And Toluca beats Leon 4-3. Just minutes ago that happened. What a beautiful game. Toluca drew with the same Leon side Sunday in Liga MX. Pablo Barrientos with the goal there. So Toluca has been playing very well. Great win in the Copa MX round of 16. Had to have it. A seven-goal thriller against Leon, and we get it done 4-3. I said we. I love the men in red. My second favorite in Mexican side, Pachuca. Over the weekend, a 2-0 win over Carretero. Frank O'Hara with a PK in the 37th. And then the guy, I told you about a nickname 
that the show came up with. I got to give full credit to our man here at 710, Jeff Biggs, here at ESPN LA. Came up with a great nickname for the second goal scorer for Pachuca this week. You know him, you love him. He's the Pachuca Bazooka. Irving Lozano in the 72nd, his sixth Liga MX goal of this apertura. Pachuca third in Liga MX because the Pachuca Bazooka keeps blasting home goals. I love that. That is good stuff there. Thank you, Big Z. Appreciate that. Hit me up on Twitter, at Talk Soccer. They get it done. I love that win by Pachuca, but really, Toluca, my favorite team winning over Leon in the Copa MX round of 16. I know some of you don't love the Copa MX. I do. Anytime you can get some games going with Liga MX sides battling, you know, the uh, the lower divisions, I love it. Love it. In this case, of course, we we handle that stinking Leon. Terrible. I love Toluca. 4-3 win, and we move on. That is your Toluca Pachuca update. We have a good scouting report also. Got a plenty to talk about here for the rest of the show. Got a scouting report I got to give you on a guy that I just can't stop watching at times. I can't take my eyes off of him. And not for the reasons, it, well, I won't say not for the reasons you would think, but for different reasons than you might imagine, let's say. Because some of them will probably you know overlap with the talent, the kind of talent that he is. My scouting report this week is on a PSG striker, Edinson Cavani. I watched him cover the game in Champions League today as PSG did battle in Bulgaria against Ludogorets. And as it happens, Cavani with two goals in that one. He's got nine goals and eight appearances this season. Look, all the guy does is just score. Let's give you the strengths for this guy. First of all, no one works harder. When Edinson Cavani is on the pitch, whether it's for Uruguay or for PSG, ain't nobody working harder. Right? He's got that proverbial, cliched motor that won't quit. This guy just does not stop. Another strength of Edinson Cavani, if you've watched him for more than 10 minutes, you know he's a strong man, physically and mentally. This dude doesn't mess around. Yes, he has wavy, lovely hair. Yes, he's got a chiseled face. Yes, he happens to be handsome. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about physical and mental strength. The guy is made from stone. And his final strength, as I mentioned just briefly, all he does is score goals, right? Puts the ball in the back of the net. But one other thing that people don't think much about with Edison Cavani is he's unselfish, absolutely unselfish. He's not afraid to pass the football for a better opportunity to for one of his teammates. Not at all. That is a great strength for Cavani. You don't see it a lot out of some strikers. Some strikers are all about putting the ball in the back of the net. That's fine. That's really what they get paid to do. But Cavani will pass up an opportunity for himself if it's better for his teammate. No question about that. Some of Cavani's weaknesses, let's get right to it. His left foot is okay at best, if we're being honest. Not terrible, but yeah, yeah, he's not world class with it. I like his positioning. It's solid, not spectacular positioning at times. Not not bad. Again, this is not something to denigrate him. These are weaknesses-ish. But I will say one of his greatest weaknesses, even though he scores a lot of goals, man, does he squander a lot of good chances, huh? I mean, think about it. When you watch Cavani play, he gets himself into good spots. Solid positioning. But, man, does he waste a lot of good chances that some of the real top-class strikers will not waste. 
That said, he's racking up stats every year. Not like you want to get rid of him. But I give him a grade of a B-plus because of that. He's just not quite world-class. He's he's just he's that B-plus. You can't hate him for the effort he puts out. But, boy, he's going to make you tear your hair out at times. Edinson Cavani, PSG striker. Mario, you know what time it is. It is our absolute favorite time of the show. Stoppage time. That is right. It's stoppage time. And uh, my story for stoppage time this week on Fox's UCL Champions League pregame show, Grant Wall of uh, Sports Illustrated reported, LAFC, very interested in Bob Bradley as their first manager, according to Grant Wall's report. Hey, uh, LAFC, Bob Bradley still has that Chivas USA stench on him. What's next, LAFC? Are you going to cap your attendance at your new stadium at 3,100 fans a game or what? Chivas USA, are you kidding me? Bob Bradley? Oh, I love Bradley. I just uh, don't want to have to not root for him if he goes to <laughs> if he goes to LAFC. Hey, hit me up at Talk Soccer. Follow the show there at Talk Soccer. I'm Dave Denholm, host of Soccer Weekly. It's been brought to you by Buffalo Wild Wings, Wings Beer Sports. You can watch all the games at, soccer, at uh, Buffalo Wild Wings. We appreciate their support for Soccer Weekly. Thanks so much to Michael Funches and, uh, most importantly, Mario Rees, who does a great job here on this show. Once again, I'm Dave Denholm. This has been Soccer Weekly. Coming up next here, it's Kings and Ducks on ESPN LA.